Well, <laughs> I feel like every single time we start this show, it's an episode of You Can't Do That on Television, and I'm opening up the locker and going, hey, AJ, and then you open up your locker and you're like, hey, Brian, you've never seen I Can't Do That on Television. You Can't Do That on Television, have you? Uh, yeah, no. Was it Nickelodeon or something? Yeah. yeah was... I didn't watch Nickelodeon except for, like, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't watch Nickelodeon. Was Does anyone in the chat have any idea what I'm talking about, <laughs> or am I just making all of this up? Either way, dude, let's just start the show. We have so much stuff to talk about. Are you afraid it's dark? Can Can we start the show? <laughs> yes, and yes, I am. <laughs> This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, Wednesday. <laughs> oh, thank God, it's Friday. 6 p.m. Eastern, live right here on YouTube. If you're watching it now, well, I can't guarantee anything, because I don't know when now is for you. But it's probably live if you're here right now. Uh, there's a few of you hanging out with us. My name is Brian Popnish, and I'm right here PSVR Without Pearl. And this guy over here can't do it without him. Hetero life mate, AJ from the Underground PSVR Underground. What is up, Brian? What is up, Game Cats? Happy Friday, man. Woo! And we are ready to send you off into the weekend with some good vibes and talking about all the PSVR goodness you can handle. I beat Horizon, man. And uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. And uh, yeah, long story short, it's amazing. It's it's one, it's the second game in four years or since the, uh, since the inception of PSVR that I've beaten that's a flat screen game. Usually I play a flat screen game for like two hours, uh, maybe minus Returnal. Um, but most flat screen games I play for like two hours. doesn't matter what it is. I'll be totally into it. After those two hours, I'm just like lose interest. Not with Horizon. I played it with like five to like nine hour sittings every single day, in the, and I beat it across the span of like three days. And it is mwah, fat, like so good, man. Amazing game. Can't wait for a uh, call of the mountain. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> playing. Kiss, you know? I'm playing through my fourth Castlevania game in the last month. Uh, yeah. Also a COTM Circle of the Moon. I've decided to get into the GBA one. Sorry, Siren on my end. I played through all the DS ones. They're okay. And then I. Uh, and but I think the GBA ones are where it's at. Called uh, Call of the Mountain, aka Circle of the Moon, is pretty fucking yeah. great. Even though it's a little stiffer than the other two, uh, I can't wait to. I'm blasting through all that right now. Absolutely loving it. But I also love Salvatore, who couldn't stay for the show with a five dollar tip. Says, "Dang it, not gonna be able to catch you all live. Have a great show and sup." Tell the game cats, you're all the best. You are all the best. We love you so very much. Jesse J says, uh, "Jesse J Terra Mage Game Cat says, what? Finished in three days? Yeah, man. Uh, maybe like four <laughs> at best." But I literally just did nothing but play it each and every day from like basically when from sun up to sundown, um, and it was incredible. I put like thirty two hours into it or something. Um, D- and no, Mark, I did not. <laughs> I did do a couple side quests, uh, but uh, but I didn't beat the DLC as Mark uh, Pringlesleaf asked. I I wanted to just finish the story. I want to know all about uh, Aloy, the story, the gameplay, and uh, yeah, man. It's uh, it's just a fantastic game um, I, I, for so many reasons. I could do I would love to do like a mini review on it or something sometime. Uh, 
Yeah, you should. You absolutely should. Uh, you spent so much time playing it that uh, I think I think for people like me who you know maybe saw a good chunk of it, or people who are just like I can't wait for the VR game, but I'm, there's no way I'm going to spend sixty hours playing the flat screen game. Um, it would be I think it would be kind of cool to see just kind of like your. Uh, maybe even a spoiler-filled review, you know, like rather. Yeah, than I was thinking about doing an interactive chat yeah. and and just talking about spoilers, getting people that aren't going to play it uh, <clears throat> caught up on the story or something. Yeah, I think that's an excellent idea, and I would totally tune in for that. So, guys, if you would like to tune in for something like that, AJ might be doing something like that over on his channel. So make sure you subscribe to him at PSVR Underground. Underground. That's not how that works. <laughs> um dude you know like we always want to thank all the cats all the people who support us on this channel you know everybody who gives us donations and changes their uh name to game cat i just totally screwed that up uh patreon.com slash without pro games but we also want to thank people <laughs> who support us in a different way i told you i screwed up this introduction aj who are the people we want to thank today well it is <laughs> friday and you can get a shout out this is going to be a very community focused episode so i'm super excited we've got tons of viewer takeovers we're gonna be answering your questions but first we would like to thank those who support us in another way by changing their name to GameCat, something GameCat related or something GameCat adjacent as you and something GameCat adjacent like to say and this week we have three new game cats to welcome to the game cat dojo starting with JC, the inimitable, dual-wielding, ass-kicking game cat. That was, that was a hard one. Yeah, that's that super hard. I was doing a JC and the Pussycats thing. I'm, dude, I'm, just, I'm just impressed you could pronounce in, inimitable without... Inimitable. <laughs> and, and, and in a sing-song fashion, because I, I definitely have a hard time saying that word. I was really mind. worried about that. I was like, oh, man, that's going to be rough. I didn't even practice it. So thank you. <laughs> Next up, we've got an old school game cat in the house tonight, and that is Texotron, the double pop game cop. Game- oh, shit. What? You an arc Texo? Yeah, everybody fucking watch yourselves. <laughs> Put the drugs away. <laughs> the popo. Put away your cat. <laughs> the popo's here, man. Texo's been, man. Chan, right? He, he, or Texas no, Chan. I'm sorry, um, Robin. Uh, he's Te- he's been a he's been Texas around for Chan. years. <laughs> Texas Chan, uh, yeah, great dude, man. Thank you so much, man. Good yeah, to see you. Don't man. be a stranger. Uh, I I see him around the internet all the time, and I'm just like, I know that dude. For sure. I hope he remembers me one we day. Also know, we also know the next dude. Yes, we do, and that is serial killer. The is the oblivious to the noise game cat. Which is an obvious reference to our last episode when I had the Twisted Metal trailer blaring. Uh, none of us, or uh, neither one of us, was aware that, uh, that anything it was going on. It worked out. I went back and I watched that to see how loud it was. Yeah. And like, I'm just like talking for like five minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? It's probably better that there was just metal music playing. Dude, I, I wish there was just metal music playing whenever I talk too. I would just walk down the street and I'd just be like talking randomly. And there'd be metal music blaring for me. People would be like, that'd, that'd be pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, so don't forget, guys, if you change your name to GameCat, uh, leave a comment on any of the videos. Not in the live chat. It doesn't work that way. And so I can find you. Comment any video after you change your name with the hashtag GameCat, and I'll find you and give you a shout-out on next week's show. Uh, thank you so much. Very loyal, loyal cats out there. <sighs> AJ, we got well. a ton of news to talk about today. We're going to talk about uh, some physical PSVR games. We're going to talk about Final Space getting a VR game. But first, we got some amazing news from IO Interactive regarding Hitman 3. AJ, what the hell did those motherfuckers... 
have to say to us. They announced their year two uh, roadmap. They've been really good about the communication, uh, about their plans for the game, the communication around it. They are killing it over there uh, at IOI. And, uh, yeah, man, they, they gave us some things that we can really, really look forward to. Um, there's some new content that's going to be dropping. Uh, there is um, – it starts January 20th, so it's actually only six days away. And uh, there's going to be the Elusive Target Arcade, which it says you will be taking down consecutive targets, one contract after the other. The contracts are permanent, but failure will result in a 12-hour lockout. Oh, wow. So have you done any of the elusive target missions? I have not because that would stress me out knowing I only have one chance to do it and that is yep. it. I'm like, I'm not that good, especially I'm not especially not that good at Hitman. Right. So like I would just be upset myself up for failure. Um, but they <clears> must <throat> be stressful, right? Um, I wouldn't say stressful. No, they're fun as hell. Uh, I have n- I don't think I've ever felt stress from Hitman. Uh, but it is very challenging uh, because, like you said, you only get one chance. And yeah. um, it's also really hard streaming it. But the other thing, which might be more up your alley, let's see if you like the sound of this. Hitman Freelancer is a brand new single player mode that introduces roguelike elements, strategic planning, and customizable safe house. Everything is on the line and failure is costly. Yeah. I thought that was How's that cool. sound to you? Yeah, no, I think that sounds great. Um, I, I like games with roguelite elements or roguelike elements. Uh, and so kind of mixing up Hitman, the Hitman formula, just a little bit to uh, maybe appease even a few more people. Sounds sounds like a lot of fun. Now, these what I was confused about, because I had to sort of skim the entire uh, news brief, was are these all new missions in areas that we visited before? These are new missions, and uh, yes, they typically, the, the elusive targets are, they, they reuse their locations is what they call them, because they're like sandbox locations, um, and they typically re- reuse them and <clears throat> add a new character, add, they, they do spruce it up sometimes, but there's more, Brian. But wait, they are, there's more. They gave us a sneak peek at a new level. Uh, a new location that they're going to be that they're working on, and uh, it looked pretty cool. I don't know if you got to see it, but it looked kind of like a jungle with like a bridge, like a wooden bridge connecting it. Um, and yeah, it looked it looked very South American, I would say. Okay, I'm I'm getting I'm getting a good visual, I suppose, from that description. Um, yeah. Sounds pretty good. Uh, you know, I think the the environments are always, I think, what kind of impressed me most about the hitman series um oh because, my god yeah i mean obviously because they all they also not did the environment not not only did the environments look amazing but they also really utilized them well uh they they took advantage of of pretty much every corner and they gave you lots of places to hide and lots of different ways to kill people and different places to lure people to and uh don't don't do that stop that my cat's gonna take down the whole stream um so yeah so it's so new environments i think uh open up worlds of possibilities and 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 that's what's going to get me back into hitman more than say of the elusive target arcade which is like all right cool i'll check it out but probably isn't going to be the thing that hooks me yeah well that's not all man uh they said that they said we will be introducing new tech updates Mm -hmm. new platforms and more content as well gee i wonder what new platforms could mean aj (laughs) Yeah, I mean, either new tech or new platforms. 
either of those fit the mold yeah. uh, pretty well for a certain you know platform that is that we know and love and can't wait to play. What are you a developer? PlayStation VR two. <laughs> you can, you and I, I are allowed anything, to say man. it. <laughs> you and I are allowed to say it. They might not be allowed to say it, but you and I can say it. PlayStation VR two, and they actually spent a whole lot of time during this uh, during this. Uh, presentation talking about the two-handed support that's coming to place uh, the PC VR uh, and, and they dude I mean watching these two these two uh, IO reps or whatever whoever they are in the, in the team they were so excited about the possibilities that two-handed support adds to the game they're talking about how throwing is just so much more immersive and so much more fun they're saying like oh your left hand you kind of like point to 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 target what the thing you're and then you throw with your right hand and you're aiming with your left and and it actually sounds like you know some, i mean i guess if you throw you can also you can just hold your hand out and it feels pretty natural they're talking about like you know whipping it from underneath and throwing it in all these different ways and they're saying how right it kind of like locks on it like locks on with one hand and right. then it what that does is it gives you the ability with that aim assist it, to like throw it in any way you want and have some fun with it so right. it seems pretty cool yeah, they were so excited about this. And they were like, yeah, it's so much immersion. And you, and then there's, like, fist fighting. And fist fighting feels real because you're using two hands. And I'm like, dudes, this is what we were <laughs> trying to tell you long before the PlayStation One, PlayStation VR 1 launch. So, like, this is, we tried to tell you this. Like, use the move controllers. And, and here they are being like, it's amazing. We had no idea. I was like, yes, you had an idea of what was possible. You just didn't do it until now. Um, yeah. So that was, I think, it was uh, fun to watch but frustrating at the same time being like, you should have just done this already. And ho so hopefully they'll have a nice PSVR two patch ready for uh, ready for launch, so we get to enjoy these kind of amenities as well. Yeah, I'm not expecting this to come to PS4, though it's always a possibility. But I am absolutely expecting a PSVR two remaster with the orbs. Yeah, oh for sure, for sure. All right, man. Uh, so next up, there is a physical edition. That is out for Res Infinite. It's called the Res Eco Ford Edition. Yeah, and this is from uh, I am Eight Bit. I am Eight Bit actually um, were the ones that issued a Res Physical Edition prior to this. Um, and, and I am Eight Bit's a little bit interesting when they do their uh, when they do their physical stuff because very frequently they just put it up on the store and they say you know maybe limited edition or collector's edition or something like that. But very infrequently do they say a certain number. One day you just go to the store, it's no longer there, or it says sold out, and then it's super expensive on eBay. In this case, um, and so yeah, there was another version of Res that I have around here somewhere, um, but but that's a, you know in a plastic box, regular or whatever. It's it's kind of, it's a pretty slick cover. It's all black with uh, just the the Res silhouette thing. Um, so eco Ford, does that mean like an eco friendly version? Yeah. So this one seems to be all cardboard, um, all cardboard casing. And they did specify this time around that it's a limited run of 5,000 copies, which for a PlayStation VR game, I know it's also a PS4 game, it seems like a kind of a high number. Um, it's also, also a Dreamcast game. Uh, well, <laughs> and a PS2 true. game. <laughs> true, but <laughs> but it does seem like kind of a high number. Um, although, I, I, I think it's a cool thing to have in your collection. Uh, the box art looks pretty good. And it's on sale. It's, it's uh, I guess... Maybe it didn't sell out as fast as they were expecting it to, and it. I think it retails usually for fifty dollars, and it yeah forty four ninety nine, so forty five dollars, and it's on sale currently for thirty five ninety nine, so it's like nine dollars off. Um, innovative eco forward packaging, uh, only available at I am eight bit. Elegant slipcase format, 
12 by 24 inch fold-out poster package designed by Corey Schmidt. Maybe somebody knows who that is out there. I do not. Limited edition of 500 copies, region-free, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. That's um, yeah, Res is also just a kick-ass game that uh, I, I remember. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I remember the uh, Enhanced Games or um, Mizuguchi uh, said... Something they kind of hinted that they're going to be working on a sequel of some sorts, a follow up to it sounded like a follow up to either Res or Tetris Effect. I think it was Res that they were talking about. I think they're going to be developing a next gen uh, Res game as well. That'd be great, man. Those uh, those yeah. sense controllers would be fantastic. I'm sure they could take full advantage of that. And honestly, like the headset vibrations, yeah. Now, oh. now you don't have to sit on a move controller. Oh yeah, well, I mean, what what was it called in the Dreamcast? Trance vibrator or something like that? It was such a joke because it wasn't even a controller. Uh, it was literally just something that vibrated. Make oh, sort right. of a joke here, and like so, you'd like throw it under your couch cushion while you played, and like you, so that your body would vibrate. It's so your... immersive, <laughs> right? And now, and now it's like, oh, we can actually get these vibrations in our head, uh, which is I think kind of cool because yeah, it is all about uh, all about this like constant pulsing. Um, and honestly, I, I think that I think that Res is. Uh, I hope they remaster Res for PSVR two. But on top of that, I I just want more levels for Res. So Res two yeah. doesn't have to be all that different, honestly. Um, so I, actually, I hope that I really hope the aiming is better in Res two as well because it worked great with head tracking, but it didn't work so well with the move controllers. Like, I feel like I feel like I was dragging those cursors around the screen, and I hated playing that way. I didn't like that. I would love to be the little you know, humanoid thing that, that is that you represent or whatever that represents mm-hmm. you. And uh, to be able to like actually physically reach out and use your arms and then like use the joysticks to turn, it can be kind of on rails and stuff. I don't really mind that for res. Um, but um, I don't know. The area X thing was kind of better. It would be cool if it was first person and, and you're just kind of floating around and shooting with your actual hands this time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Looper, the underground game cat with the five euros referring back to Hitman, says, This approach to throwing looks very promising. It should bring a perfect balance between precision and immersion. Can't wait to experience it on PSVR 2. I agree. I think that was a good choice they made. Definitely a balance of each, since it's not necessarily like super physics-based. It's more like a lock-on kind of thing. They they definitely found a balance there. Looper the Underground GameCat again with the five euros uh, follows that up by saying, We missed something. Um... Also, they are finally bringing the whole trilogy as a single package to all stores, including PlayStation Network. And for anybody who is unaware of how just how confusing it can be to get all of the Hitman games into VR, well, then this is kind of a godsend. Good point. Thank you for uh, keeping us honest, Looper. Cool, man. So that brings us to our next topic, which is Final Space VR, which is a four-player co-op shooter that is based off of a was kind of, I guess, popular TV series had four seasons uh, before it was unfortunately canceled. Um, I don't really know a lot about this series at all because I'm not, I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, But you know, what did you think of this? So yeah, this was just announced a few days ago. uh, And then, uh, and then, and then just a couple of days after that, they were like, oh, and it's going to be out on, I think, the 13th or something like that on, uh, on Steam and Quest or whatever. And, uh, and then, and then said coming soon to PlayStation VR, uh, which is great. And, uh, I was, I wasn't familiar with this at all. 
I was like, oh man, Final Space, what a generic sounding name. I didn't know it was connected to a cartoon. I didn't realize that there was any, you know, any kind of fanfare around this at all uh, until I started looking into it. And today I was like, well, maybe I'll check this thing out. Well, so let's see what it's all about. Because as AJ said, it got canceled after three seasons. And so this is sort of bad timing for the game. Like I, there's a part of me that thinks, oh man, Grab Games, who's who's making this? Uh, you guys might be familiar with Grab Games because they made Knockout League. Uh, that's r- really the last big um, love Knockout League. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and yeah. they they also made like some RTS called Amoeba Battle or something, but like no one's ever heard of that. Um, no. Unless I'm wrong, and everybody in the chat's like, we fucking love Amoeba Battle. What are you talking about? Um, but but yeah, so so the Knockout League guys are making this game. Uh, I'm I'm sure that they thought they had more time. Uh, to get their game out because I, I'm, I'm assuming they didn't realize the, the show was going to be canceled so quickly. Um, right. But I checked it out. I checked out the show today. I, I was like, I'll just watch an episode uh, we'll get, just to get caught up and, and see what this is all about. And I kind of fell in love with it immediately. It's yeah. it's very adult um, in terms of tone. It's super dark um, and, you know, very frequently bloody or, 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 you know, lots of death or limbs getting cut off or craziness. Um <clears throat> and uh but but it's also it's also funny but not not super slapsticky funny they i think it's i think most of the jokes are fairly intelligent and they know their audience they're speaking to like grown-ups um and it's it's good it's good robert the game cat in the chat was amoeba battles my childhood oh, yeah i know okay <laughs> um, so uh, so the, but no this show's good i was only gonna watch one episode to sort of see what it was all about i ended up watching four i just marathoned four episodes not back to back and it's really good i can't wait to see where it goes now, the interesting thing about this is that um, the description of the game says uh, Final Space VR The Rescue offers four players uh, offers a four player co-op first person shooter in which series regulars Gary, Avocado, Nightfall and Tribor uh, are, go off to, and save Mooncake. I'm not for, I'm not even familiar with all these characters yet. I love like the description. So so Gary's the main character, typical he's uh what is he so he's basically a convict, right? And this and this is the character the story follows. He's a convict, he's been thrown into space prison and he's delusional. He thinks he's the captain of the ship, but really he's in prison there. And um and and he ends up getting attacked by this bounty hunter who's a big cat with a gun and uh and that's Avocado. Now I've never we have I haven't met Nightfall yet, although I'm curious i think i know where nightfall is going to come in uh and then tribor is this green thing with six eyes and it does not seem like a main character yet so i'm interested to see how uh, that character becomes a main character but mooncake is this adorable green almost jellyfish thing that just kind of floats around and he's uh, so cute but he also of course um destroys planets (laughs) so so these these bad guys out in the universe that want to capture him and use them for nefarious ways. And you, the good guys, kind of, even though you're a convict or a criminal or whatever, um, you, you've become friends with Mooncake and you stumbled upon him and you guys became close friends and now you're trying to save him. But you're off to find Mooncake and that's sort of the story of the game. Now, Seems like a funny show. Um, the, the one thing I will say about the trailer uh, for the game um, everything seems fine. Like the, I like the, I like that it's four player co-op. It does look kind of basic, but usually when it's a, when it's based off a cartoon show, like that cartoony look kind of works, you know, like when it's intentionally that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it also probably makes it easier to develop the game. Um, the one thing that stood out to me though, that I'm a little concerned about is like the actual gameplay itself. Like yeah. the shooting, um, looks a little bland, 
of course, you get you got to play it and experience it yourself. But just looking from the footage, it seems like a very straightforward, almost like a wave shootery kind of deal. Um, so that's the only thing I would say. That's the main thing I'm concerned about because um, while I haven't seen the show. I do like the – I think the art style works. Like the environments are pretty bland, but the characters themselves look kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you should but, be worried about that because I checked out a yep. VR Focus review since the game is out on some other platforms. And uh, and they said you know said some good things. You know, the, the characters animate well and the co-op works great. Um, it's only three chapters and each one's only about 30 or 40 minutes long. And it feels very wave shootery. You're running around yeah. uh, and killing stuff. And – there's not the kind of interactions you'd want from a VR game. It sounds like this is this this cartoon is all about. I mean, it, it, there are some crazy action sequences in it. You're always falling through space and, and crashing through things, and it's 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 crazy. You, you're I've, I, so far in the first four, four episodes, I haven't seen them run around shooting people uh, or shooting aliens. What I've seen is just some like crazy action scenes, um, and none of that's in the game. And so this is this is kind of a more of a straightforward bland shooter. There's not a lot of interactivity. There's like two things you pick up. It seems like one is cookies, which are your health, and that's actually very relatable to people who have seen the show. Uh, and then and then key cards that open locked doors, and you don't even store those in your inventory. You just walk into them, and boom, you get more health. Walk yep. into the key card, boom, you're able to unlock that door now. And so for a VR game. I feel like they forgot the interactivity. Now, I haven't played it myself, but I, I trust this review. In, in watching the gameplay, this all seems very, very accurate. So it looks like it could be fun, but but like for an afternoon, and then you then you shelve it. So if it's more than 20 bucks, I think there's going to be a problem here. Yeah. Um, lots of love for the TV show in the chat. So nice. maybe I'll get around to checking out like an episode or two or something, um, seeing, seeing how I like it, but... Um, all you are history wants to know the grind cat wants to know, is it only co-op? Uh, that's a good or question. Single player as well. I, I don't know the answer to that. I, it doesn't seem like the kind of game that would require multiplayer. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that maybe they're either just AIs or you're just in there by yourself. Um, it didn't seem like the game that type of game that you're doing cool things with your car- your teammates, you know, like you're not throwing them things or you're not working together. You're just all walking around shooting simultaneously. So I don't think the game's going to suffer uh, when, if you play it by yourself. Um, but I don't know exactly what the game does if you're not squatting up with anybody. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, looking forward to checking it out. I've certainly seen worse looking games. Um, it, it looks like it could, it, I don't know. It does look kind of bland. I'm not gonna lie. I'm but checking. A pro- the oh, gameplay it's, it's, it's 14.99. So I, I, these guys kind of know what kind of game, what oh, kind of game they put out. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, that's that's helpful. And being four player co op could be fun. You know, sometimes those games uh, are they, they. It depends on who you play it with to have like a better experience. You know. Yeah. Um. So we'll have to wait. I guess we'll. Uh, but should be. It it came out for other platforms, and it said it is slated to come out to PlayStation VR soon. Um, so I think people maybe that are fans of the TV show, uh, are definitely going to be really interested in this. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, AJ, that kind of brings us to, uh, a bunch of viewer takeover questions. Uh, we, we sort of let viewer takeover questions pile up on discord a little bit. If you're not a member yes. of our discord already, make sure you click the link in the description below. It's free to join. Uh, if you want to get into voice chat, there's a $3 Patreon tier. You could help us out with patreon.com slash without pro games. Remember, we're trying to get this guy over here hired. Um, 
in Discord, there's a place to leave viewer takeover questions so that anytime, uh, you know, you guys have a good question that you want to ask us, we take those questions, we bring them over here to the show, and then we answer them publicly. And we kind of let them pile up for a little bit. So now we have about 8,000. <laughs> so <laughs> so let's see. Keep uh, them coming. No, actually, we got some great questions here. You want me to take the first one? Oh, yeah. Do it up. The first one comes from Confuse a Game Cat. Says hashtag viewer takeover like a pro. Do you think the hybrid game model will increase the price of games and cause flat screen gamers to suffer the VR tax? Or will VR users have to pay an additional fee to unlock the VR side of the game? That's a good question. I got um, a great I, I got an answer for this, but I want you to go first. All right. Well hopefully I'm gonna steal your answer then. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um I th- I think that I, I think that at first there won't be a VR tax or anything like that. I think I think a sixty dollar game is going to be a sixty dollar game. A seventy dollar game is going to be a seventy dollar game, and hopefully the developers will reap the benefits of adding VR, bringing VR gamers in that weren't going to play the game in flat screen mode, and here they are. But it, since it's a PSVR two title, now they've got additional sales, and that will make up for the extra work that was required to sort of make it, you know, VRAF. Um, and so I hope developers see that, that for a minimal amount of work they're reaping much higher benefits. And so there's no need for a price hike. I do think eventually (laughs) they're going to say, Hey, we could make more money off of this and then charge us like an extra 10 bucks or something like that. But, but at first I I think Sony's going to keep, keep the wild West a little, a little under control. Yeah. So I think the hybrid games are going to just be whatever the games is usually priced. I don't think there's going to be a VR tax. Um, I, I think it's rare if at all, that we see a VR mode that's like a, a separate cost. Um, if anything, it would be really cool if there was just like, hey, I just want to purchase the VR mode only and, and pay less. Uh, I don't think that's happening, though. But I And, you know, here's the thing. Not every game is $60, $70. Um, I think in the cases of those flat screen games being those prices, yes, most likely. But if, if the trade-off, for me personally, this is my stance on it, for if 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 I'm getting a triple A game uh, with triple A content and length and quality for sixty dollars, I will pay that. I will happily pay that. Right. Um, games also tend to go on sale a lot faster than usual as well. Um, so, but you know, as we've seen, uh, yeah. But so that that's kind of how I feel about it. And I feel like not every game that comes out that's a hybrid is going to be a sixty dollar game. Um, so I think there'll still be 20, 40, you know, 20, 30, $40 games as well. Um, in addition to that, I, I think I'd like to clarify something here too, while we're on the topic, Braxborough in the chat says, I don't really see a VR tax. If anything, there's a negative tax, like a triple a flat screen game is 60 to $70, but a triple a VR game is almost always 40. Right. I think, I think when we move into PlayStation VR two territory, I think we're going to be redefining what triple a means, because if we consider blood and truth, triple a, Put that on a flat screen and, and and play that in your head on a flat screen and you will no longer consider that game a triple A game and be like, oh, this this is very this is very basic and this is very straightforward and there's not a whole lot, you know, what you'd consider triple A um, content. Right. I mean, it might it might look beautiful, but there's but in, in terms of depth, there's not a whole lot of triple A qualities. There. Right. And so I think in PlayStation VR two land, we're going to start redefining that and, and actually saying, Oh yeah, blood and truth was great. But you know, that was like maybe a single A title. That was a, you know, like a really well, uh, well polished indie title. I think we're going to start redefining what these terms mean. 
Yeah. Um, I'm still expecting a lot of the indie VR devs uh, scene to, to come out. They're not, you know, it's going to be up to them. And there's going to be smaller games that hopefully are just priced accordingly. Um, but I am, you know, this, again, if if a Sony first-party game is $70, like if they said, oh, Returnal is, is coming out, uh, if 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 Returnal has a full VR mode, like the entire game is playable in VR, um, and it's like redone with first person and stuff, for a game that I'm gonna probably spend fifty, sixty hours in, mm-hmm. like I don't mind paying fifty, sixty dollars for um, right. at least. Uh, right. We're know, we're paying um, twenty to thirty dollars for games that we're spending five to eight hours in. So yeah, that, that's yeah. that's not an issue at all. But an indie game, even if it's like double A or something, yeah, typically you, you like, you know, or consider triple A. Uh, if it's a shorter triple A experience or something, uh, that's like, f- you know, six, seven, ten hours, you still want to like typically pay no more than like thirty dollars for that, um, forty dollars for that, forty dollars like what you said, what we consider for triple A right now. Shades of a happier new year, with a viewer takeover question says, how do you think foveated rendering will work on the social screen or streaming on PSVR 2? If foveated rendering is being used to adjust the resolution and level of detail to focus on where the user is looking, much of the image on the social screen or streams could be blurry or lower detail. Would Sony include a reduced graphics option that would remove foveated rendering to give more consistent detail uh, for the flat screen output? Yeah, um... Actually, I saw. I think it was Nathie was talking about this today. Was saying like, I hope the PlayStation VR two has really good um, social screen output features. Or and and I saw Zest was talking about it as well. <laughs> yeah, I I do hope they find some way to the to have the social screen output to just not have the foveated rendering look to it. Um, there there is there are some games on PSVR currently like dreams um if you if you play dreams uh on a ps5 or actually i think any platform um when you even when i capture high definition footage of dreams you kind of see around the edges in the peripheral visions uh that there is some blur going on there and i and i don't like that um so uh, but but that's not for every game most games look fine um it's just the ones that have like the foveal focus um that you typically see it more. I think like everybody's golf is another one. Yeah. Um, there's actually a couple uh, PSVR games people don't talk about this, but there's a couple PSVR games that don't show what the VR gamer is seeing over on the social screen. Like some, sometimes it's as simple as something like, you know, angry birds, uh, the angry birds to yeah. the movie under pressure, right. Where it's a totally different screen because you've got flat screen players playing with you and they don't see right. what the VR players see, play, seeing. So there is this, there is this capability of showing something completely different on the social screen right. than what the VR players seeing, but there's even That's more subtle examples like traffic jams. Now traffic jams is an interesting one because I didn't notice this at first, but I didn't realize till later when I captured the footage from uh, from the social screen, it wasn't doing exactly what I was doing. Like it was steadying the headset. 
So if I looked left to right or if, or if my head was doing this, it would keep it kind of steady. Like if you ever use mm. Premiere, it's like the warp stabilizer effect where it, it smooths all that out. So there's already processes in the PlayStation 4 that allow for a smoother image uh, so that you're not you know, making your viewers motion sick when you're playing the game. The, not all the games use that. Most of it just says, oh, here's here's what you're looking at and just shows it. Um, but there, But there are certain games that very subtly change what the viewer is seeing. Uh, and so I don't think it's going to be any issue at all for the PlayStation 5 to do. I agree with VR Demon. This is I hate when they don't show the VR view. Yeah, me too. Um, it kind of takes, but but like you said, sometimes it is for a co-op game. Uh, Braxbro has a great point. He says I like Electronauts where you can choose what the social screen looks like. That oh, yeah. would be nice. Maybe that's something developers should be considering in the future. Um, is like you know, do you want to show what the player, the person wearing the headset is playing, or do you want to show like a third person view? You know. Um, there's definitely some good uh, options here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but we've, we've that's going to be the... up to developers. That's going to be more, a little bit more work for them. Yeah, we've all seen the third-party uh, Beat Saber videos where you actually see a person in VR like swinging the sabers, right? It would be cool to cre- create your own avatar in P- PSVR 2 and then switch to third person when you're streaming and be like, oh, look, that's Brian's avatar playing Beat Saber in third person. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't think – but obviously that's going to be the the minority, I think. I think the majority of people – I mean, yeah, if you're showing, you're trying to show people at your house or whatever on the TV screen, right. yeah, you want it to look good. And so for that reason – but having a customized camera that's more of like you know that more applies to like content creators and and you know which which goes back to the initial question (laughs) yeah right uh people one wire to rule them all uh with the viewer takeover question uh if i just read two in a row i'm sorry i says do you think sony is underestimating the one to two million psvr2 headsets for launch and do you think it will be hard to get a hold of one AJ. So this was that this came from the um, the reports that came from the Gore-Tex, the Chinese analyst uh, that um, they were saying that that the headsets, uh, the, the PSVR 2s are going to be shipping in quarter two um, and that they expect to sell at least one to two million uh, by the end of the year. And. You know, to me, it it depends. I mean, you know, I don't I don't think this is the thing I I, I think. Um, I think one to two million a year is actually probably pretty good for a PSVR headset. I don't think they're underestimating anything. Um, there still are some of the supply chain issues, and and the other thing is, um, you know, maybe maybe that if if the headset launches first of all if this is true if the headset launches at the end of the year let's say like november like november or even slightly before that i mean that's only a couple months that you're selling two million so that's actually really really good um but all that really comes down to when the headset's going to come out um yeah well said. <laughs> I have to turn the viewer takeover intro off. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I think I think it all depends if the if the headset comes out in October, November, and Sony considers the launch period uh, two months, right? November and December. Uh, then then yeah, two million right. is nothing. Two million is nothing. That that's that's fine. And then January they'll have more ready to go. Um, and, and and I think as they get closer to launch, they're going to start realizing just how many, just how high the the interest level is. I'm I'm really hopeful that if they do a state of play 
uh, next month as the rumors are saying could be true and they may maybe they reveal the headset and everyone's super excited they're like look at this the headset and oh look at this the games and then they say oh it's open for pre-order and everyone hits the button on amazon and pre-orders someone's gonna go oh shit <laughs> like this is way more popular than we thought it was gonna be and they have to up the production i mean that gives them plenty of months to to go okay you know what we we need to talk to our suppliers talk to our factories and up the numbers um i i think i think that number will change once sony realizes the pre-orders are through the roof yeah it kind of depends like i don't know i i don't have enough information as to what this is implying is this just talking about though that that shipping company the gore-tec are they providing one to two million is this like sony's total output for two million um you know it also depends on when it's releasing there's too many other factors that i just don't have enough information here to to say if that makes sense or not but yeah um but yeah, I do. But I think yeah. it's. I think it's going to be. I think at least initially, it's going to be easy to get one, right? If you're if you're watching the press conference and they say and pre-orders Hopefully. are live now, I think it's going to be easy to get one for that day or a couple of days, and then like and then as press starts worrying, you know, the gears start turning and people start talking about it more in mainstream media, and then we go, wow, this looks really fucking impressive. It's going to be harder and harder and harder to find one leading up to launch. I'm, my 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 recommendation would be is if if you're interested. <laughs> Just fucking pre-order it, especially on Amazon. You don't even pay for it until it ships. So what's you know what's the harm? Just pre-order it. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll be able to pre-order it right away. Um, there could be, there probably will be a couple scalpers out there because they just tend to buy up anything possible. Right. Um, but you know, AJ, what's I, our I, next I, question? I, All right, our next question comes from Stingray X with uh, says hashtag View Takeover. Nixus, uh, we know, develops PC ports of PlayStation games. Do you think Sony will have a team that will port PC VR games to PSVR 2? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's a smart move, right? If uh, if Sony's like, hey, you know, we really want your game over here on PSVR 2, and the devs are like, well, we don't really have the time to do that, but, you know, we can. if, if you have a port studio that's able to do it, go for it. And I, and I actually thought recently that Nixus would be awesome if they're able to port PlayStation VR or I'm sorry, PlayStation games like these, like these big is, is Nixus the one doing like God of War and, uh, and horizon and bringing all those to PC, because if they are, they're doing a great job. Like those games look stunning over there and getting, are getting rave reviews. Uh, if they're proficient in both PlayStation hardware and PC hardware already, then this, that would be a great studio to use to go the opposite direction be like, let's get these PC games over to PlayStation VR too. So Sony has only published four, I think, previous exclusives. Actually, not even exclusives. Uh, three, three exclusives, which is Uncharted Legacy Thieves Collection, God of War, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm -hmm. Days Gone was another one, but I don't think was was. But I don't think that was an exclusive, right? That was a, a multi-platform game. Days Gone was a PS4 exclusive. It was, it was made by Sony. Oh, it was an exclusive as well. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, so yeah. So they've all, they've done four uh exclusives i think the majority I, I i don't think so man i mean you know if if they have a first party title maybe but but uh nixus hasn't even done a lot of these first party uh conversions i mean god of war was done by jetpack interactive um uncharted was done by iron galaxy so there's nothing really that says that like this is going to be maybe maybe they're going to be taking care of some things but 
it sounds like it's it's a game by game basis, well, and then and that's only for first party. When it comes to third party games, like you know, then then it's what then who knows? Um, I it think does, other it does beg the question teams, then why did why did Sony buy Nixus? Like what what why what was the necessity there? If they already have other studios that are really fucking talented at doing this, so yeah, I don't I don't know, um, but also when it comes to VR games specifically. Like, yeah, I think they'll have their exclusives, not unless there's like something huge that comes out that maybe in the future goes to PC uh, years later. Um, but from what I can tell, you know, I mean, have, have we asked the question, is Nixus maybe there to help um, port PC games to the to platform or are they mainly supposed to be doing output to PC? Yeah, I, I mean, guess they're mainly output, right? That, that's that's what they're known for so far. Um, so, you know, but but again, if they're proficient in both areas, I could see. I don't know. We'll see, man. I, I, I but yeah. I think I think it's a good idea. I think it would be awesome for you know for especially when they're small studios that just don't have the ability, don't have the manpower to be like, oh, we're gonna like port our thing to PSVR two. Is like if Sony goes steps in, and goes, we can help. <laughs> I, Sony's pretty, always yeah. been pretty good with developers like that. Yeah, I'm not not sure just yet. We'll just send um, White Moon Dreams to do it, man. Fucking send White Moon Dreams; they'll take care of everything. Uh, we got Looper the game, Looper the Underground Game Cat with ten euros says Death Stranding and Detroit Become Human are off the top of my head two examples of Sony studio developed games that were ported to PC after being exclusive for some time. True, uh, yeah, timed exclusives. Yeah, yeah, man. They've had they've had so many good exclusives over the years. Uh, it's 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 kind of it's actually kind of cool that uh, they sort of relinquish control of some of these games and and, and let more people play them. Um, you know, I'm a PlayStation guy, but man, I think everyone should be playing these games. Yep. All right, you want to get? We got some Horizon Call of the Mountain questions next. You want to take the first one? Yeah. In that case, let's bring up some Horizon Call of the Mountain footage. Um, the question comes to us from Josh76 over on Discord. Hashtag Viewer Takeover. How will Horizon Call of the Mountain utilize sense controllers? Will hand tracking be used? If so, how will that work? What other aspects of the sense controller will the game utilize? Orbs, baby. Oh, that's going to be first and foremost one of the big things about it. Um, will hand tracking be used? No, uh, I don't think. I don't think hand tracking will be used to answer that. Um, Maybe, maybe, you know, there's only finger touch detection, so some minimal finger tracking. But that would be cool, uh, though, if you're holding onto a bow, right, and you're holding it and, like, you put your fingers down on the controller and you actually see your character's hand just go, boom. You know, it's simple things like that that, you know, even on the Quest, I I, I always go, oh, this this is nice. It adds a little touch of immersion to my gameplay. And it would be nice to, you know, to to just kind of see your character responding in suit with what you're doing. So this is the stuff that kind of excites me about the Horizon game. Um, you, I have to assume that you're going to be using a bow and arrow in, in Call of the Mountain. I really think that's going to be uh, a main weapon that you use. Um, and that's going to utilize, of course, the adaptive triggers. And, man, you know, I, when I first got my PS5, I played the DualSense uh, Astro's Playroom. And there was a little bow and arrow segment using the dual sense controller. And it felt so good. I call it the crunch uh, whenever something uses the adaptive triggers. And yeah, I think I cannot wait to use the sense controllers with, with the crunch of the adaptive triggers and a bow and arrow and physically aiming. Uh, I think that's going to be really, really fun. 
Yeah, I think they. I think they're also probably going to take a cue from Returnal, um, because you could just by holding the controller. I felt like I always knew where their en- where enemies were in the field, um, and and I think <laughs> a lot of the uh, a lot of the enemies or the robots or whatever we call them in Horizon are a little bit bigger and half machine, and so when they walk around, they they walk with a little bit of a thud, and uh, and to feel that in the sense controllers, just to kind of know where they are without even having to turn your head or feeling it a little bit, the, the haptics in the headset. Um, you know, there's only a yeah. single motor in that haptic, but I think it's going to be used pretty effectively. Just like that low, low, low rumble setting where it's just, yeah, you know, I mean, I think you'll get a, I think you'll get a focus too. I have a feeling you'll, you'll get a focus, which is the little earpiece that Aloy uses and, and it like brings up this blue grid. I think that's going to look so cool, but then there's also a bunch of other tools and weapons in the game. I mean, there's, I'll just like name just one or two examples. There's something called the rope caster that looks like a big clunky crossbow and you use it to shoot into um, into machines and it and then you tie it down to the ground and it kind of like yeah it basically ties them down until they're immobilized um, that would be really interesting if there's like you know a manually uh, whoa manually loading reloading of of that or whatever dude when um, the rope shoots out I can I can almost feel how it's gonna feel in the sense controller when the rope rope shoots out and there's these you know these big threaded like shooting out of your uh, hands basically haptics, like you're, you're gonna feel that and the adept, yeah you're gonna feel the rope shooting out of your hand basically well speaking of 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 uh that machines have there's there's a common uh gameplay element in horizon where you can tear off different equipment from machines and some of them have like gatling guns and like big laser guns and stuff and i imagine you're gonna you're gonna be able to pick something up and press down the trigger and feel the adaptive triggers so, similar to like the the Call of Duty game uh, where you use a machine gun um, and like the trigger goes nuts and and I, I know some people are split on that I really loved it I think it feels awesome and having that with the uh, the sense controllers and bringing that like sense of weight like if you're carrying a big Gatlin gun that you tore off a machine oh, that's gonna be awesome that's yeah. that's gonna feel really really cool um in addition to whatever else i'm you know that's the exciting part we have no idea but we, we'll, we're gonna find out for sure yeah i think Bo is the only given the if i if i had to pick one that i'm 100 sure we're gonna get is the bow and arrow uh there's got to be some kind of melee weapon uh I, I would imagine something for uh something to make stealth kills a little bit more exciting um, you know, I, can, I are, I'm already envisioning being this dude and, and uh, sneaking up on people in the tall grass. Right. And, uh, yeah. and having each blade of grass sort of like move aside as we walk through it and then literally sneak up behind somebody in, I don't know, some kind of, some kind of melee weapon, something to knock them out, something to kill them with one hit, something, and then being able to drag them into the grass. Um, this, I, I don't yeah. know what kind of weapon that will be a big ass club maybe <laughs> I don't know. oh yeah this thing oh never mind i thought somebody said yeah there's like a slingshot stuff too so yeah there's lots of different ways so um did you did i yeah uh let me read the next one here we got twitcher the efg says yeah. hashtag viewer takeover we've seen glimpses of a few new machine types in the footage of horizon forbidden west what animal or dinosaur would you most like to see added in horizon Call of the Mountain. Uh, I, I want a pet machine cat, just friendly machine, machine cat, cat walking around. I, I don't. That's not going to happen. But I want that. I'm like, why can't I have a companion animal? 
Um, I don't know, man. It's like I only played through half of um, uh, Zero Dawn, and I I don't really remember the trailers for Forbidden West, and so I don't know which animals are missing from this universe. I don't know uh, really enough to speak intelligently about this at all. Um, so you just played Horizon for 30 hours straight, so you tell me, man. I mean, the dream thing would be, this is not something you can do in Horizon Zero Dawn, but there has been just speculation about being able to do this in Forbidden West, and that are the Glintox or or Stormbirds. Uh, It would be awesome to have, like, flying mounts um, where you could fly around the world and, and, uh, you know, grab onto the the machines that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me personally, though, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, You know, if it was Forbidden West, I'd love to be able to grab on or ride some of those aquatic animals. I love mar- marine life. I, I think the, the water uh, environments and biomes in Forbidden West look um, beautiful. Uh, and, yeah, you've got some, got some good ones in the chat, too. Um, <laughs> a big machine frog, says Robert the Game Cat. Yep, Nick Milo says metal hippo. Metal gorilla. Yep. <laughs> uh, yes, and hearing gorillas and monkeys, too. Yeah, those, those would all be pretty cool. Um, I, I would just love to, to be able to ride some animals, too. Yeah, I don't really care as long as I can ride them. Agreed. And our final question for Viewer Takeover comes to us from Nick Mueller, the game cat. Hashtag Viewer Takeover. The gameplay in Horizon Call of the Mountain will probably be very different from Flat Zero Dawn. But if it was similar, what aspects would suffer the most from being in VR? Which ones would be improved? Um, The thing that would suffer the most is like you do a lot of dashing and rolling around in horizon zero dawn um and i think that would probably be the worst i think they'll have to find they would have to find another solution for it um the ones that would be improved absolutely the bow and arrow gameplay uh like like having to pinpoint like maybe slow down time um and and pick off you know different parts of of a machine using the focus and then uh of course, the stealth, man. Stealth is so much fun in VR. Mm. I, I really think it works really well. And then, you know, the Tempest audio, um, Fire Sprite's history, the persistence. They had some of the best stealth next to Hitman 3. Um, they had the best stealth, period, on on um, PSVR Gen 1 that I could think of. And, yeah, those are those are kind of the first few that come to mind for me. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, Aloy is constantly dodging, right? Like, you're constantly rolling out of the way. Um, I hope I hope our dude has a nice uh, dash ability because, I mean, rolling is going to be kind of tough, I think, you know, to actually make your character flip in first person in VR. Um, but yeah, but, but, a, but really a big work. dash, just like shooting off to one side or shooting off to the other side, um, having a great dash ability would, I think, be totally fine. Um, Nick says, I think climbing would be worse in VR. I disagree. I think climbing in, on a flat screen Definitely is boring. Disagree. I think fl- climbing in flat screen is boring. I think, um, I think I was so bored playing Uncharted 4, just holding my analog stick in one direction, watching Nathan Drake make these elaborate animations and go, whom, oh, uh, uh, and I was like, I'm just sitting here holding my analog stick in one direction, watching this all go down, going, are you kidding me? Like, this is such, this isn't even gameplay. I'm watching him. And so I want to be the one, you know, like looking for the next place to climb. I want to be looking for ropes or vines uh, and, and, you know, and kind of like launching myself from really one to cool another. There are some really cool zip, 
Yeah, there's some awesome zip lining too in Horizon that I I imagine has to be in the thing. I think there's going to be some climbing. You know, being able to climb up a tall neck would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to do the zip lines. There's some really epic shit that goes down in that game. And like, there was just so many things that I was just like, here, here, this this needs to be in VR. This needs to be in VR. Yeah. Um, but what's, also what's like, a- sorry, good. What's Aloy's like detective vision? What's that called when she touches the thing and? That's the focus. That's okay. the thing that's in her ear. I think that's, that's going to be so, so cool. cool, right? Yes. Yeah, because because I mean, suddenly all of the all the sounds of the wilderness are just going to go boom, right down, and you're, yeah. all you're going to hear are the different characters, and you're in in those things. You know, the environment will blur out, and you'll just start paying. The way that's going to come across in VR, I bet, is going to be, I mean, something that we're going to be talking about for a while. I think it's going to come across yeah. really cool. Just the little subtle things like that. And yeah, uh, Horizon, I did. I would say maybe suffered a little bit of camera angle issues. And yeah, I don't think that's going to be a problem in VR when it's first person. Yeah. Um, also, I think that, uh, I mean, I guess this is relevant. Uh, I don't. I just don't see this being an open world game. I think it was Horizon was great at being an open world game. Those those environments were beautiful and amazing, really well done. I think it's going to be a lot more focused. I've said a hundred times. I think this is going to be more like Uncharted One, where it's like, yeah, you get a big area to explore, but you're just kind of going from one end of it to the other. Um, and uh, like it's going to utilize big sections yeah. of the world. Yeah. Which as long as it gives me some area to explore and and there's fun gameplay, you know. Um, I know there's the first part that we've seen that where you're on the raft, that's probably going to be like introducing you to the game and, yeah. and the, and the, the hardware and letting you just like look around for a second and go, Oh, this looks amazing. And then I'm sure like after that, the gameplay will get started. Um, it's like the, we call it like the Skyrim, you know, uh, we got two more tips before we have to move on here. Uh, both from Looper, the game cat also, Looper's like funding the show single-handedly today. <laughs> like every tip has been from Looper. Thank you very much, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, he says with the five euros. Wait, so Horizon has robots and dinosaurs? Do you think they'll be adding pirates on that raft? <laughs> pirates on pirates. that raft? I don't know. I mean, I, I would love. Pirates. I would love some pirates. There's, there's, there's like factions and stuff, and and there's, uh, there are like bandits, uh, bandit camps and whatnot. So you'll be fighting both. Uh, machines and humans most likely uh looping the underground game cat with another two euros says i like the stealth in saints and sinners very much yeah pretty good i do too it was pretty good it's it's it's, it's zombies are inherently just dumb like big dumb enemies just to like okay well as long as they don't look at me i guess i'm good or if you have rub zombie guts so i think there's sort of it's it's sort of easy to make a zombie stealth game uh you don't have to really program too much ai I think the things in Horizon, considering that there's humans and these uh, tall necks and enemies, whatever, these robots, uh, I think they seem to be pretty fucking smart uh, sometimes in uh, in the flat screen game. So I, I think the stealth in this is going to be a lot more intense than something like Saints and Sinners. Yeah, Saints and Sinners is not necessarily the biggest focus on stealth, but more survival, I'd say. It's got much heavier survival elements and action and... Um, but they do have a lot of it. You know, I say it all the time. Like, that's the reason I think that that's the best PSVR game uh, is because of the immersive gameplay, the immersive features that it has. Everything is designed to be immersive. And then they put a kick-ass game in there as well. And that's why it's always, like, you know, number one when, when we do the top 25 list. Always. Always. And that needs to change. <laughs> Dude, it is time 
for our final segment of the show, and that is PSVR 20 questions, where I put six minutes up on the clock. Uh, we've got 20 questions. You have a game in mind, correct? You're our host? I do have a game picked out. Well, that means I got 20 questions, 20 yes or no questions, and you guys in the chat better help me out because I've never successfully done this on my own. Um, so help me out. I'm really going to need a lot of help. 20 yes or no questions. Figure out what PlayStation VR game AJ is thinking of. I'm putting the six-minute timer up right now on your market set. Go. Oh, wait, right. Um, does it have aim support? <laughs> it does not have aim support. Uh, does it require the moves? It does require the moves. That's always a risky question, because if you say no, I'm like, yeah. I don't even know if it has move support. You kind right, of but... end up burning too many questions on the controllers, yeah. Right. Okay, so we know it's, it requires the moves. Uh, is it? Is there a focus on music in this game? Uh, there is not a focus on music in this game. Okay. I mean, yeah, no. no I'm going to say no. Okay. Okay. I was like that. That'll eliminate like fitness games and, and rhythm games all at once. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it's like a fitness or rhythm, yeah. No, it's not one of those. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, oh, you know what? I usually take notes during this. Can I? Can I have this piece of paper? Do you mind? Can I have this? Thank you so much. She's so nice to me. Um, Wait. Okay. What, hold on. What was the que- what was the question? Is there a focus on music in the game? Yeah. That's such a wide range question. I mean, it's like every game has. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, like if if it was Res, which definitely has a focus on music, that's all rhythm, and and, and, right. and Tetris, which has a focus on music, and did, yeah, I mean, but but that, let me a, say, let me say a little, a little focus okay. on music. Okay, so it requires moves. Uh, a little music. Is that all? I, is that all I figured out so far? Uh, is there are there any puzzle elements? Um, there are, no, there's not, not puzzle elements, not a puzzle game. Not a puzzle game. Uh, let's see. Let's see what the chat is saying here. Let's, let's get our newest, uh, game cat inimitable dual wielding ass kicking game cat. Do you have full locomotion? Asked JC. It does have full locomotion. That was number five. Okay. Full locomotion is shooting a big part of this. Thanks, Mark. Um, Shooting is a part of it, I guess. Okay. Part shooting. Okay. Um, Brax Bros. Space Channel 5. Dude, that would have been like a big yes if it was on the music question. Choo, uh, choo. <laughs> right? That is all music. Oh, uh, Bogey Cat. I like that. It, does it have a physical release? Does it have a what? A physical release. It does not have a physical release. Let's get physical. Physical. No physical. Um, oh, here we go. All you are is history. The grind cat. Uh, are there... Do you control any vehicles? You do not control vehicles in this game. Okay. Hmm. All right. Let's see what we've got so far, guys. Maybe we can start piecing this together. Requires the moves. Get yourself in that mindset. Full locomotion with the moves. Not really a puzzle game. No puzzles. Uh, music is some element, but not a, not a huge element. Um, I can't read any of the other things I wrote down. You don't control vehicles. And something about port shovels. I don't know what port shovels mean. I don't know. <laughs> so port that's shovels. Not, yep, I wrote port shovels. I'm not even kidding. I wrote port shovels. Um, Oh, uh, old Darth says, "Is it uh, based on some kind of known IP?" Is not a known IP. No, that was number eight. 
Uh, no, that was number nine. You're on question number ten. Is is this a top twenty five game? Has it ever been on our top twenty fives? It has never been our, on our top twenty five list. Wow. One to Rob says, does it have a lot of climbing? Um, uh, yes, um, but it's got a unique kind of climbing, I would say. Maybe not like, uh, not like your tradition, not the kind of climbing you're thinking of, maybe. Okay. This is interesting, guys. I think that was a huge hint. Um, yeah, there is shooting in the game, all you are is history. Maybe that's what I, port port shovel probably means there's some shooting. Um, oh, is it a, is it one of these carnival type games? It's not a carnival type game. How many questions is that? <laughs> that's number 12. Yeah, it can't I think you're kind of hurting yourself with some of these questions. <laughs> probably. Probably. Um Okay, we know that there's some kind of climbing involved, not your traditional timing. We just did two of the top recently, so it's not that. Um trying to think of other climbing games. Yeah, I wouldn't there's there's no there's no like thing where you're actually like grabbing and climbing like this. Like I, so are you, are you out. pulling yourself around with some kind of device? Pulling yourself around with a device. Like in game device? No. Okay, so that goes there goes Jupiter Grad, but that was a good guess. Um, it was Song in the Smoke, huh? Does that is, is this game? Um, would you consider? No, Song in the Smoke is mm, shit. Is it VRAF? Is it Super VR? Is it very immersive game. The game is definitely Super VRAF. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is there is there uh, is, is it cover based shooting game? Is not a cover-based shooter. Uh-oh, guys. We're running out of time here. Um, 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 it can't be Song in the Smoke uh, because it's... Shit, we're out of time. Is it Song in the Smoke? <laughs> it is Song in the Smoke. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> number quest number 15, you got it at the very last second. It is, in fact, Song oh in my the God. Smoke. They're shooting a bow. There's climbing, but it does, like, the climbing automatically for you. Like, it's got, like, the picture of the hands on the wall, you know? Um, when you said is the game, you said what music themed or is it about yeah, is the song? Yeah, is it no, like that, that's a song hard, focused? that's a hard no. <laughs> it's a hard no. It's called song in the smoke <laughs> and you're finding song stones. If I, if like, I said, if I said, are you, are, like, are you, you smoking said, a pipe a in this game? game? <laughs> if you just said, is it a rhythm game? I'd say no. Uh, great save though. No, it wow. is. What do you mean? Song in the smoke isn't song focused. The plot of the game is to find the song stones that sing to you. When you get near them, like, yes, it is song-focused, kind of. No, it's absolutely not song-focused. But listen, the, the, the question I've got a bigger issue with is port shovel, okay? I don't understand how title. this game has any port shovels. This is fucking nonsense. <laughs> I'm going to report to the board. <laughs> this is – but thank you, Look, everybody. Max who, Rose no, says listen. it's in the title. Uh, and you also said, is it is it in the top 25 – we haven't done a top twenty-five with. Science I know, I know, yet. and that's fair, and that's and that's what threw me off because I was like, "This is like not." Yeah, but but but, but also, like, oh, also, we both working. did our personal top twenty-five lists, and it was in both of those. So, 
it's not the official top twenty-five. Though. Has it ever been in any of our top twenty-five lists? Was the was the actual question? And the answer uh, so was a big fat lie. <laughs> I guess I cheated a little bit then. Yeah, but that's okay. Any of because, our top twenty-five lists? Because, I didn't realize those counted. Because thank goodness for the cats who saved me. At the, at, yeah, with Vargle, five seconds Vargle, left to go. Margosoft and Looper the Game Cat said it like within like the first two or three questions. Thank you guys so much. For some reason, you guys are always saving my ass, and I always ignore. I always ignore the best <laughs> answer right from the get go. So thank you guys so much. Don't don't ever hold back with me. Just I don't pay attention. Okay, so just keep throwing it at me. <laughs> uh, GameCat Mob Task Force to protect David all costs with a two dollar <laughs> tip says let's get a werewolves game going tonight and get high. Um, Guys, join our Woo! Discord. Join our Discord and uh, and get high and get a game together. Click the link in the description below. That's where all the multiplayer meetups happen. Thank you, Professor Willis, for organizing uh, the weekly ones. And, of course, you guys, you can or- organize whatever multiplayer games you want over on Discord. Uh, just give a shout-out to everybody and say, hey, who wants to play this? But we got to get going, guys. It is time to end another PSVR Gamescast Live and also end another amazing week here at Without Parole. It's been so much fun. I can't wait to go put my feet up and eat some pizza and watch some more Final Space. The show is actually really good, and I'm so happy that everybody in the comments uh, already knew what a great show it was. Um, so, guys, thank you, of course, to everybody who helps the channel run, uh, everybody from Jay Meow to uh, all the moderators and uh, Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, of course. Uh, you guys are absolutely amazing. Thank you to everyone who tips during the show. Thank you to everybody uh, who supports us on Patreon.com slash Without Parole Games to get this guy hired. Remember, subscribe to AJ over at PSVR Underground. I couldn't do the show without him. Show him some love over there on his channel. And thank you, of course, everybody out there who watches the show. Doesn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there, and we love you just as much. AJ, let's cue the cat. Cue the cat, Brian, because I want to say have a wonderful weekend to Hugh Guyver. Shout out to your cousin, Mac. Hugh Guyver wrote a really awesome uh, post on my uh, latest video, too, man. Great job, Hugh. Uh, I, I am going to print that up and frame it. Tom, Flesh Eater Gaming, much love to you as well. Jesse J, the Terror Mage Game Cat, uh, thank you so much, man. Glad you had fun. Jeremy, the NAS Rookie, my sci-fi game cat. Henry, thank you so much. Looks like some people are going to go play some Bullet Roulette tonight. Mark Pringles, Leaf, uh, thank you, man. Glad you enjoyed. Bob Zarkoff, the Underground Game Cat, Elite Name Squad in the house, sci-fi game cat. Henry, speaking of the devil, you're Jeremy, the NAS Rookie. <laughs> Steve, I love this. Stephen <laughs> Keeling, uh, thank you so much, man. Robert, the Game Cat, uh, says get your port shovels and have a great weekend everyone nick coles just throw those sexy shapes all over the weekend folks i agree uh nick mulo the game cat thank you so much you have a great weekend as well fuzzy bear 927 gg carson fist to you uh J- jc the inimitable dual wielding ass kicking game wow. cat inimitable uh, just finished 12 monkeys tv show the witness has spoken um, inimitable. Inimitable. I can't do it again. Neon Groove. Zenith is just mere days away. Yes, guys, the Zenith beta was delayed, but there's still supposed to be a beta. Make sure you get ready for it. It's coming. It's going to be great. It's that bearded game, Cat Sage. Well, yo, good to see you, man. Uh, I feel like I haven't seen your name in a while. I love seeing people return after a uh, little... Uh, long hiatus. while, you know. Nice it's, little hiatus. It's so nice. Everybody, everybody oh, needs a hiatus, hiatus sometime. Hold on. Josh Savino, by the way, during the show, called me rich. He goes, Brian, you're rich. Buy my Yawamushi manga on uh, on OfferUp. Now, okay, so first of all, you got the wrong guy because I'm fucking broke all the time. <laughs> um, but but hey, man. But uh, you know what? Go go buy John Savino's Yawamushi manga over on OfferUp, man. Like this, We want to support all the cats out there. Do do your good deed for the day and support John. <laughs> I, I'm Before probably, we get out of here, 
I want to say goodnight to LC2552 Beats, the musical game cat. Uh, Ash VR, the groovy game cat. Twitch, the single player game cat. Gibby, double forward to the license to be on game cat. Cerebral Frost, Brax Bro, X Pacer, and Donatello, the scientist game cat. Hey, 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 don't forget the fucking love of my life. Flame Hat, the game cat. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's going to be real confused. He's going to be like, what the fuck is Brian talking about? (laughs) All right, dude, let's get out of here. Much love, everybody. Happy weekend. See y'all later.